With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Newt News Podcast. You know, this day I was really hoping would never come, but I think we're finally going to declare the Cardinals dead. Playoff chances are pretty much gone. We're like, what, 16 games under 500? And the last week, last stretch of baseball has really not been promising at all. Dropped two of three to Houston. We took two of three from the Yankees, which is very positive. Um, And then we dropped immediately three of four to the Marlins with a couple of really, really bad blown games in the middle there. Uh, We'll talk about that in a second. And then we dropped yesterday's game to the White Sox after holding a 5-0 lead. You know, it's classic Cardinals baseball in 2023. The first thing I wanted to talk about today, though, was Adam Wainwright, who recently hit the 10-day injured list with uh, shoulder inflammation after having... Probably the worst start of his career against Houston in a 14-0 blowout, which Alec Burleson pitched um, the ninth, gave up a grand slam, which is pretty funny. Um, and then against the Marlins, again, a pretty poor outing uh, by him. So what do you expect to see from Wayno the rest of the season? Do you expect to see him back? Um, and what do you expect from him? Yeah, and first of all, like, looking back, it, it is kind of strange how uh, the Cardinals have approached Wayno. Um they were saying like, oh, he's not injured. He's not injured. He's going to be fine. Um, and then all of a sudden they just put him on the injured list. Just like, um, and I don't think this was an issue that happened in that final game. Um, I think he's been dealing with some type of injury for the past, you know, month or so. Might be affecting his uh, performance. But yeah, um, you know, it, it it does suck to see that Wayno is not doing Wayno things, you know. Um, and we all want to see him reach that 200 win mark in his career, but uh, right now things are not looking great for him. Um, and that $17 million price tag is also not looking great, but it is his final year and we have to, uh, we have to treat him with respect. Yeah. Some of the things I've seen fans say on the internet, on Twitter and Instagram has been really, really cruel. Um, you can't just discount him for everything he's done for this organization, everything he's done for this city because he's been bad in his age 41 season. Yeah, it definitely is the worst year of his career. Yeah, I'm going to say it. He probably should have retired last year with with Albert, um, with Yachty. But he wanted to come back. He wasn't happy with the way things ended last season, and he definitely won't be happy with the way his career ended, which is unfortunate. But you can't really predict, like, a two-mile-per-hour drop-off in velocity. Jeff Jones was saying the other day that, like, yeah, they'll put him on the injury list if they feel that he needs a break because he's 41 years old, they'll find something wrong with him. Not everything is going to be perfectly healthy in a pitcher that age, but I was there in that 14, nothing game against Houston. It was really not pretty. Steven Matt starts pitching in like the second or third inning. It's really not, not what you want to see out of him in his final year. Hopefully Marmol was correct. And we have, he has like an Albert Pujols as turnaround in the second half. That'd be pretty crazy, but I don't expect that to happen. Yeah. And, you know, Wayno has done amazing things for this organization and not only just playing the game baseball, but being a pillar of the community. So like, it's, it's a shame that the, the amount of disrespect he's getting on Twitter and from, from fake fans that just don't appreciate what he's done over the years. Like, it's just, 
it's sad to see, but, um, you know, it, it, I hate to say it, but it's good that this is happening this year when the Cardinals are this bad versus a year where we could be in contention. So I, you know, I think it's, if it had to happen now, uh, that's okay. Yeah. Um, I just think we should let him rest until the all-star break. Once the all-star break is back, honestly, just let him cook. Um, we're not making the playoffs. I think that's pretty evident. The front office is probably getting ready to trade just about everyone. Had sources tell me that if Flaherty and Montgomery aren't gone by the deadline, then something has gone terribly wrong in the organization's plans. Montgomery might actually not go because he's he got hurt yesterday in his start, um, which is really, really not good because we want to get something back for him. But, yeah, just let Wayno cook. Um, he's not going to hit the 215 or whatever he needs to get to second all-time in franchise history, but I think two, 200 wins is definitely attainable. He needs two more wins, and even if he pitches at like the same pace that he is right now, to ERA approaching eight, I think he should still have two wins left in the tank, right? Hopefully, one hundred percent. Yeah, he's got. He can get two more wins. I think. I I think that's very attainable. Um, but you know, it is a shame about Montgomery going to the injured list uh, right as he's doing insane this season. Three point two ERA. Um, I believe he started the season. Was it 0-7 with his record? Um, He had a couple wins to start the year, but he had like a string of, there were like 10 consecutive Montgomery starts that we lost, which was just unacceptable because he was pitching really, really well, as we've seen, 3.23 ERA. Definitely the best on this team. I think all-star worthy. We'll talk about that in a second. But there was a string of games where we were losing each Montgomery star, like 1-0, 2-1, and we just weren't giving him any support. That's not his fault, but he has definitely been the bright spot in the Cardinals rotation this year. And, you know, if he if he's injured and we can't find a way to trade him, I don't see why we don't uh, at least look to bring him back next year. Oh, yeah, he's been he's been our best starter by by far this season. Um, and he is a free agent after this year, I believe. Um, so honestly, if it's if he gets healthy before the deadline, I'd love to get some value back for him if we're not going to resign him. But. Uh, we'll have to see what happens at the trade deadline. Yeah, uh, Montgomery news has been pretty sparse as of today. Um, we're not really sure what's going on with him. Um, he's still undergoing testing, but hopefully we find out some good news very, very soon. But speaking of uh, Montgomery and the All-Star game, uh, the All-Stars were announced this past week. And, you know, I hate to do this to Sandy again, but um, the seven All-Star prediction at the start of the season could not have been any further from from the reality because uh Nolan Arenado was our only all-star game uh representative and I personally think that's a little bit harsh um there's a couple players I think should have gotten in we've been posting some graphics on social media you can follow us um at new news pod uh -huh. shameless plug right there but um yeah Jordan Montgomery 3.23 ERA um been really really good probably top 15 starters in all of baseball, which I think is all-star worthy. I think 15 starters make the all-star team each year. Um, and looking at MLB's, one of MLB's favorite pitchers, Spencer Strider, leads all of, all of the league in strikeouts, 155 of them to this point. But other than that, he's not been that great. Pitching to a 3.66 ERA. And MLB was even considering, like, hypothetically starting him for the national league, which I think is, is grossly unfair to pitchers like Zach Allen, who have been a lot better than him. Um, but yeah, you look at the numbers side by side in Montgomery, by all accounts, 
aside from like the strikeout numbers has been better than Spencer Strider. So I don't know why um, he doesn't get a nod. Uh, Clayton Kershaw went down with injury and they replaced him with, I think, David Bednar, closer for the Pirates, which, yeah, he definitely deserved to get in as well. But if another all-star pitcher for the National League decides to opt out or not play in the game, I think Montgomery should get a nod if he's healthy. No, hundred percent. And, uh, you know, in keeping in line with all-stars who are snubbed in the Cardinals, um, if you look at Goldschmidt versus Alonzo, that comparison, um, Goldie's been better in pretty much every way, except for the long ball. Um, Goldie has 15 home runs right now while Alonzo has 26. Um, but Goldie and every other metric has been better. He's been better in OPS, better in WRC plus better in war. Um, he has 2.8 B war already, which is pretty insane. Uh, he's, you know, living up to his MVP numbers last year, almost. Um, but he definitely deserves that nod over Alonzo, um, who only has an 823 OPS and 1.9 B-War. So what are your thoughts on on Goldie? Yeah, I mean, the first base position in the National League this year has been pretty stacked. Um, Freddie Freeman and Matt Olson, the other two first basemen that made the all-star team, they're really, really good, and they've been, by all accounts, better than Goldschmidt. But uh, Pete Alonso making it um, is basically essentially the all-star game rule of each team has to has to have at least one representative. <clears throat> and that's where I have a little bit of an issue with the all-star system. Yes, I think all 30 teams should be represented because it gives the fans at least one player to cheer for at the all-star game. It brings engagement so that all 30 fan bases feel represented at the all-star game. However, I think... You should fill the all-star rosters with deserving players first. So you fill your rosters with deserving players. And then if certain teams aren't represented, then you add a player from those teams. Because it's not like in the past where the all-star game, the winner determines who has home field advantage in the World Series. The all-star game is just for fun. It's just for fans. Um, And to have Paul Goldschmidt be left off that roster with the year that he's put up, I think is really, really a shame. Yeah, honestly... In my opinion, it just seems like the MLB doesn't know how to have, have fun anymore when it comes to the All-Star game. I mean, for that for them to play for who has home turf in the World Series, that that's such a cool thing. And, and it makes sense that they would take that away. Like, it, it just makes sense. But um, there are a lot of cool things that they could be doing with the All-Star game that they just choose not to. Um, I don't know if you've seen, like, the pictures from back in the day where the players are wearing, like, the uh, the tank tops for the jerseys. Uh, like Ken Griffey was wearing that, rocking that with the backwards hat in the game. That just sounds pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, the MLB definitely needs to look at their all-star game and figure out a way to make it more inclusive to all fans. I mean, I'm not saying Pete Alonso shouldn't be an all-star. 26 home runs at this point in the season is very impressive and he's put up all-star worthy numbers. But we look at some other players that have made this all-star team. Michael Lorenzen for the Tigers is their lone representative. Uh, he has a 4.03 ERA up to this point, um, ERA plus of 106. So that means he's been 6% better than average. Is that really who we're letting into the All-Star game? Like, yeah, the Tigers have been really bad this year and they need some representatives. So I'm not opposed to having Lorenzen represent the Tigers in the All-Star game. But I'm saying that he's taking a spot away from potentially another deserving American League pitcher. So add him to the All-Star roster after you give another pitcher from the American League their um, their respect. So. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, Another player for the Cardinals that I think probably should have gotten in is Nolan Gorman. Uh, Nolan Gorman plays second base. Um, There's a couple middle infielders on this all-star roster that I feel like are very comparable to him. Um, Yesterday, we had Gerardo uh, Perdomo for the Diamondbacks uh, get in. 
he's been really, really good defensively. Um, but I feel like all-star voters tend to not focus on the defensive metrics as much. Maybe that's changing this year, but um, I think Gorman has put up very comparable um, power or a lot better power numbers and offensive offensively. He's been just about as good as him. Um, and yeah, I think the Cardinals being where they are at this point in the season, being so far out of contention has really hurt them um, in the all-star game. I guess the fans don't really want to see a last place team have five representatives in the all-star game. So yeah, it's definitely definitely been a tough season for us in terms of uh, watchability, uh, especially the last game against the White Sox. Um, you mentioned we had the five five run lead, five nothing lead going into the fifth inning, I believe. Um, and I had the game on, you know, I, you know, I was taking a nap, and I woke up, and all of a sudden it's six five in that same inning, uh, which is awesome to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just been brutal to watch these games, especially. You know, I think we need to talk about that Jordan Hicks blown save against Miami. That was pretty brutal. Yeah, I mean, for Jordan Walker to do what he did in that clutch moment, which is something we've had very few of this season, to be down to two strikes, hit that two-run shot, to give the Cardinals the lead in the ninth inning, and for Jordan Hicks, who's been pretty much lights out all of the last month or two, to come in and get the save. Surely this is the point where the season turns around, right? But no, this is classic Cardinals baseball. He lets two runners on. With one out, probably the most routine ground ball I've ever seen hit to anyone. Um, and then he throws it two feet over Paul Goldschmidt's head, and all he can do is watch as the Marlins win the game. Like, he looks up, and he's like, oh, I guess I guess the game's over, right? I, I really never say this about baseball because I know how hard baseball is, and I'm not good at the game, but I think that in this situation and for probably most anyone with any athletic ability could have made that throw to first base and gotten the out. Yeah. You still have to, you still have runners on second and third, but you haven't lost the game yet. Like he just threw the game away right there. And it like, yeah, he let two runners on, but he didn't pitch a poor inning. Like he did his job. He just didn't make the throw to first, which is, kind of representative of exactly what the Cardinals have been doing this season. They've gotten their, their players are very talented. They have good moments occasionally like Jordan Walker did, but then they just can't do the little things right. And they throw the game away. I feel like that game, that play against the Marlins epitomizes the entire season. Yeah. Honestly, that one moment um, does encapsulate the Cardinal season pretty well, I'd say. And you know, the Marlins are looking very good as a team. And I think Skip Schumacher is definitely behind that. Um, as head, he's really proved that he can manage a, a roster well. Yeah, I think Sandy brought up a point um, earlier this week in saying that we probably should have had a winning record in these games. Um, there's that blown game against Houston that was just unacceptable with Gallegos giving up four runs um, in the eighth or ninth inning. Um, that game against Miami definitely should not have gone the way that it did. Jordan Hicks should have made that throw correctly and then closed it out. And then the first game against Miami where we lost um, 5-4, also another game that we had a lead late and then blew it. We've had so many blown saves this season. It's pretty ridiculous, honestly. We should have taken three of four from the Marlins. We should have taken two of three from the Astros. And yesterday against the White Sox, that should have been a winner as well. Instead, we're losing a lot of these really, really, really close games. And it's frustrating. Yeah, you're right. Skip Schumacher with the Marlins has done such a good job. They win a lot of really close one-run games. And someone pointed out to me that the Marlins team, watching them 
play. It reminds you of what the Cardinals were last year, the year before, and just in the past. And we seem to have lost our identity in that way. The Marlins play really good defense. They make the plays that they need to do in the clutch spots, and they win a lot, a lot, a lot of one-run games. And, you know, in a week where Alec Burleson pitched the same number of innings as Jordan Hicks, you really have to wonder what is the plan forward. Um, Do you think that everything gets blown up at the trade deadline? Um, Who do you think is going to be traded? Yeah, I mean, at a certain point, we have to acknowledge that it's a higher managerial problem. Like, Like, we have the star power. We have Goldschmidt. We have Arenado. We have Gorman all these guys and we still can't win these games. Um, At some point you have to look at who's managing the organization and hold them accountable for this. Um, But in terms of, you know, next steps for the Cardinals, I think it is time to sell. I think it's time to get some value back for these players who we're not going to resign. Obviously, it'd be terrible to lose Paul Goldschmidt at the deadline. I'd hate to see that happen. I hope it doesn't happen. But at a certain point, we have to start looking ahead to next year and our playoff hopes for beyond. Yeah, I think Goldie, um, Jeff Jones had a really funny tweet. He said if Goldie gets traded, he'll swim across the Mississippi River. Um, so I don't think that one's going to happen, thankfully. Although that would be really funny. Like, I would uh, I would pay some good money to see that. But anyway... <laughs> Um, Jack Flaherty had a really, really solid start um, against uh, the other day against Miami in the final game to avoid the sweep. Pitch, I think, six-plus scoreless, uh, lowered his ERA down to 4.27. And if you get rid of a couple of really, really bad starts, one one comes to mind against the Angels. I think he had another really bad one at some point down later in the season. He can be a really, really serviceable pitcher, and I think we can get a really good return for him, especially from one of the teams that might hope to resign him. Uh, I'm looking at the Angels, looking at the Dodgers, those teams in Southern California that he seems to have an affinity with. Um, you know, all the Cardinals fans that were like, yeah, he really wants to play in L.A. He's going to leave at the end of the season. Well, I don't think we're really going to give him that choice. We're probably going to trade them, him there for us. You know, um, Montgomery, I, I I hope he gets traded. I hope um, he's healthy enough that a team will be willing to give up some amount of talent that will be ready next year. And Jordan Hicks, same with him. I think he's probably as good as gone. Um, there's other guys like Paul DeYoung who has an option for next year. I don't really think we would take that option anyway with Mason Wynn coming up. Um, I think DeYoung is probably another good candidate to get traded. Um, and after that, Tyler O'Neill, the guy who doesn't really fit that well in this team. Um, we need to clear some outfield space. I think... If you trade DeYoung, you should probably call up Mason Wynn at some point this season to just give him a taste of the big leagues, right? There's no, there's no harm in letting him play if um, if you're not going to try to win this season. Oh, 100%. I agree with that. Um, but, you know, at this point, I, I think I think you're right. Hicks is gone, Montgomery is gone, and Clarity. Those are the three main guys that will probably be dealt. Uh, but on that, um, I think in trading those guys, we should – look to open up some spots for you know guys in our system who deserve a shot um michael mcgreevy being one of those names um you know maybe out in the rotation towards the end of the year where we're out of contention that would be good uh get him a taste of the big leagues i mean there are a lot of guys that um deserve a shot who haven't gotten that yet yeah we talk about the outfield logjam 
well, if we clear a couple of outfielders, we let the kids play, let Jordan Walker develop, let Burleson develop. Like if Jordan Walker misplays a, a ball in right field when we're 17 games bo- below 500, it doesn't really matter, right? We're not trying to we're not trying to win games at this point. We're trying to let him develop. And the only way he's going to develop is by playing more in the outfield. Um, yeah, I think some of those guys are definitely going to get traded. Uh, Dylan Carlson is another name I'm looking at. And Lars Newbar is probably not going to get traded, but I've seen that name floated around. Some Yankees fans really, really want him. Um, I've seen some really outrageous trade packages, but I can't say that I haven't made my own Shohei Otani trade packages. So I guess we're just as guilty as them. So, uh, but yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a really good point about uh, you saying that these, these guys need time to develop because if you look at a guy like Lane Thomas – who we traded a long time ago. I think it was three years ago now, back in 2020 or 2019. Uh, this year with the Nationals, he has gone absolutely off once he's given time to uh, to develop in the Nationals organization. He's batting 301 with 14 home runs. Um, so if we give these guys time to advance in our organization and get some playing time, I think that could really be beneficial to us. Um, so we'll have to, we'll have to see. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, we need to let our players develop. We've seen what Randy Ron- Rosarena and Adolis Garcia are doing. I think they're playing in the first round of the home run derby, actually, which is going to be pretty pretty sad um, because the, both those guys were in our system for so long, and they're both starting in the outfield for the American League. I think – I don't know. If you add all the – there might be seven all-stars for the for the Cardinals that used to be Cardinals, you know, like Zach Allen is an all-star, or Rosarena is an all-star, Garcia is an all-star. I probably think of – a couple more. Anyway, um, I think that wraps it up uh, for for this week of Newt News. We're going to be doing a lot more fun episodes later on post-trade deadline. We'll be looking at prospects. Uh, we'll be making fun lineups, doing some drafts. You know, the season's kind of over. Um, it's a little anticlimactic. thought we would at least make it to the postseason. But, uh, yeah, um, it's a bit unfortunate. But yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of Newt News. We hope you uh, join us for a, a m- much more lighthearted episode next time. Um, we'll do something fun. Um, check out our merch. Link is in the description. We got some Gorman Time shirts, got some Newt News shirts. So if you want to wrap us at the ballpark, that'd be really greatly appreciated and help support us and keeps us going. But yeah, we'll see you next week. And hopefully the Cardinals win a couple more games.